Let us begin. My name is Darren Joseph, HDL.Tax. We're a team of cross-border tax advisors that seek to demystify the sometimes confusing world of international tax for those of us who are trying to live that international lifestyle. Today, we have the honor and the privilege of speaking to the one, the only, Mr. William Fung. Bill, would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, thank you. Uh, so, uh, again, my name is William Funk. I'm a, uh, uh, a tax attorney, you know, member of the uh, uh, firm Norris and Glocklin, uh, and uh, I do. Uh, I have a you know, fairly broad tax practice, which covers such things as uh, cross-border you know, tax planning for you know, corporate transactions, as well as uh, you know, partnerships, personal matters, uh, state and local, and I also deal with civil tax controversy so it's a fairly broad uh a fairly broad tax practice so how does having substantial holdings in foreign companies impacted by u.s taxes we're going to talk about pfix so maybe you can talk a bit about having substantial holdings in foreign operating companies well i think you know, that uh, this starts to get to uh such things as uh, controlled foreign corporations mm -hmm. and you know that uh uh you know, and you know the principle is that uh you uh that uh if that there's a corporation in which that is more than 50% owned by uh, U.S. shareholders. And U.S. shareholders is a particular definition. Uh, U.S. shareholders, uh, a U.S. shareholder for this purposes is a uh, U.S. person uh, who owns, uh, you know, 10% of uh you know, of that you know foreign corporation so that if you have mm -hmm. for instance uh, a thousand completely unrelated u.s holders of a foreign corporation the foreign corporation has a real business basically mm -hmm. you know, a thousand u.s investors in uh uh you know in in uh, uh in pfizer and you know in uh, in germany uh that's not going to trigger these rules but it's that when you have that you know the, uh, uh a you know, small numbers, you know, such that, that you know, figure, uh, five or, or fewer. That's how you get to the, uh, you know, the 50%, uh, you know, U.S. shareholders, uh, that, uh, you know, you know that then you know, again that there are concerns about uh, U.S. people essentially receiving income, having control of income, uh, and uh, and, and, and uh, without uh, you know without being taxed on it. And for years and years, as long as you know that you know, income was active, that wasn't you know taxable in the U.S. And that it was this category of subpart F income, which is passive mm -hmm. income plus income from certain related party transactions plus income that had certain. Uh, uh, you, know, you know, taints of foreign illegality that these had to be immediately re you know, reported in tax in the United States, but everything else could mount up. Uh, and uh, but the law was changed in 2017. Mm. It was such that all those amounts that had been built up were subject to a transition tax uh, that was, uh, you know, uh, you know, if I remember the numbers right, it's like you know, it's sort of eight, like eight percent on uh, you know, on uh, illiquid assets and like you know, seventeen percent on uh, uh, you know, on liquid assets, but it's a uh, a lower percent than you know, than usual. Uh, and as but that you know, that was sort of in exchange for that uh, going for you know, that you know, all of this previously untaxed income or previously taxed deferred income was you know then finally being caught up and now uh you know that there are two categories of income that flow through uh so subpart f will get again this uh, passive or disfavored income uh and then uh you know at the other end uh you know is uh it was what's called uh, you guilty income, which is a really awkward uh, <laughs> acronym for it, uh, yeah. but it's 
global intangible low tax income uh yeah. and which yeah. itself is based on economic concepts as the concept being that uh you know that you know, that this is uh after the calculations that the you know, that you know that this is uh that this somehow gets it you know, uh an income you know, that is derived from uh uh the the value of uh of intellectual property but really that it's just about any kind of you know income uh you know that is uh you know that's not uh that's not subpart f and so most things you know, sort of pass through there's certain you know, exceptions uh that have to do with um for instance with taxation in high tax uh uh your jurisdictions but you know that uh you know, if, uh if, but the operating assumption should be that uh you know, that now all you know, income of a of a controlled foreign corporation you know that it's all going to have uh it's it's all going to have somewhere taxation somebody is going to tax it at uh you, you know, at developed country uh uh you know, rates uh mm -hmm. and and you know, and so uh that's now the thing to you know, to be aware of mm, absolutely so i mean the, again to your point some people fail to realize when you have uh when you become that us person you're going to be taxing your worldwide income and you have to disclose your worldwide investments as well so <laughs> part of that disclosure is as 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 you pointed out if you have you know 10% or more in in a, in a foreign company it at least requires disclosure and once you cross that 50 percent uh as a control foreign corp either on your own or by virtue of investing with other u.s exposed shareholders there may be actually taxes to pay assuming that you're in a lower tax jurisdiction uh so so yeah definitely definitely something to consider and people coming from other jurisdictions you know they they kind of you know the questions that i get through at me would be like well you know hold on uh it's not, yes, it's mine, but I hold it through some sort of nominee structure, which is pretty common in certain parts of the world to use nominee structure. But the IRS, you know, is, you know, they've caught on to that decades ago because they've specified it's not just share value, but share value and voice. So even right. if you don't, uh, if, if you're not an equity partner, if it's a debt stake or using a nominee, still there may be the disclosure requirements and, uh, you know, and, and certain other structures that may not technically be a company may just fall into these rules and and here we talk about foundations and other sort of civil law structures which also require disclosure so so the point is that you know when you speak with your preferred advisor you put everything on the table and you know you go through them one by one so if you're a six seven or eight figure investor entrepreneur or business owner who needs a tailor-made solution from a qualified team of professionals we can help you achieve the international lifestyle, the freedom, and even the tax savings you're looking for. Visit us at htj.tax and live that international life.